All right, welcome to the Gil Can Run Show, episode 18. We've almost done 20 of these things. I finished the Hartford Marathon today, and I gotta tell you, I shocked the crap out of myself. I wanted to start with the four-hour pace group. I actually, my friend, one of my very good friends, was pacing somebody else for a just sub-four uh, marathon. She happened to also be part of the same medical study that I'm taking part in that I have to finish up tomorrow morning at Quinnipiac Medical. Um, they're testing stress levels based on age and things like that. It's all very cool. So I was like, okay, well, I'll run with you guys. And she gave me a little pace bracelet. I don't know if you guys have ever seen them. I think I'm going to use them all the time now. I didn't just hit four hours or do sub four hours or my old PR was 427.17 that I did in Philadelphia last year. Okay, 427.17. My new PR is 353.31. I took 34 minutes off of my PR. 34 minutes. And I mean, all year long, I've been doing, you know, uh, you know, four forties, four fifties, couple five hours. I think. I mean, I've just been brutal all year. So I cannot begin to tell you how excited I was. For one, I felt good all the way through. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do it without my friends. Even though the girl that she was pacing. The woman she, she was pacing had serious medical problems and she fell back to stay with her, which is absolutely the right decision. I don't know how the woman made it to the finish line, but she did. She was doubling over in pain. Uh, she was having serious stomach issues. And um, she literally collapsed at the finish line. She started to fall my friend picked her up, got someone over there with a wheelchair, got her in the wheelchair. I mean, it was an incredible scene. The Quinnipiac medical stuff was right at the finish line, right? So I had a great view of everything because we were actually on the other side of the finish line from like, you know, the regular area. We were on the other side of the street. We were all alone. So, you know, we finished, they took us into the medical tent, we did our testing, and then I went out and I watched pretty much all my friends finish, which was very cool. Well, the ones that I finished in front of, which was a lot more of them than I normally finish in front of today. Um, and so, you know, I stayed, I stayed and I watched everyone finished and I welcomed them across the finish line and it was very cool and I was very excited. A couple of my friends did very well. Two of my friends that I know of did sub 330s, um, one of whom it was his very first marathon and he did a sub 330, but he was always a, a very good athlete, an excellent drummer, played in a few bands with him, and um, he did I think a 326, I want to say, and I forget where my other friend came in, but I know he was sub 330 as well and he wasn't, he wasn't expecting to be sub 330. So, it was uh, 
a good day for everyone. Another one of my friends did his very first marathon, came in just under five hours, and that was very cool because it was his first one. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he works very hard at it, and he is a very cool dude. So congratulations to everyone who ran a marathon today, if you're watching. And, well, congratulations to anyone who finishes any sort of race or anything. I mean, it's just crazy, right? I actually don't hurt that bad. I'm a little slow going down the stairs, but other than that, I'm pretty good. I have a little bit of a headache right now. I'm a little bit warm. Um, I just had a nice big, big dinner after a nice big lunch. We actually stopped off for lunch um, afterwards. We went to a place down the road from the start-finish line. A lot of places were doing discounts for, um, you know... Uh, race participants today and we stopped off at this place and it was this Italian place and they didn't have a lot of vegetarian stuff on the, on the menu but the waiter was like try these raviolis in an orange sauce no joke an orange sauce he's like they've been on the menu for like 25 years so they've been on the menu long enough that they could legally have a drink and they can rent a car so we went with that and it was phenomenal oh so good so there was that and then I just made myself a dinner, had some dessert, had some uh, espresso, had some uh, ice cream, and I'm contemplating as to whether or not to have milk and cookies as well, but I'm probably going to hold off because I think I've eaten enough today. Um, I'm not really eating because I'm hungry or any hungrier than I normally am. I'm eating because I'm excited. Um, I really... I'm excited and yet at the same time I don't really feel like I really grasp like I get that what I did was a huge thing I mean beating your PR by 34 minutes is huge right like you know most of the time it's a minute here two minutes here five minutes maybe there you know some people it's a few seconds here or there I just wrecked my PR I stayed focused I stayed focused I stayed on point, I did what I planned to do, and I that little bracelet, I was able to sit there and I was able to look at it and say, okay, this mile I need to do this, and that's what I did. Well, actually, that's not true. At the start, we were we started out kind of fast. Um, we started out a little faster than what a straight four pace would be, and it was actually a modified warm-up four was the original uh, plan. But... We were doing a straight four. Uh, we were a little bit faster than a straight four. And uh, everyone seemed okay. And then, you know, a little after the 10 kilometer mark, things kind of started coming off the rails for this one woman. And then shortly after that, around mile nine, I think is when they kind of started dropping back. And I just, I just kept going. And um, it's hard for me because I want to be helpful and I want to look out for other people. I mean, that's just the nature of what I do and um, of who I am. And um, so I, there was a part of me for a while, I was like, okay, maybe I should slow down a little bit here and let them catch up. And I kind of tried that here and there and just kind of figured that they would catch up because I didn't know what was happening during the race. I didn't find out until after the race what was going on. So I, you know, but they never caught up. And I said, you know what, just got to keep going, keep keep plugging along. So I did. And um, 
I had a good time. I did have a slight problem. You know the mantra, never try anything new on race day? Well, I didn't entirely follow that. I did two new things today. One, I tried these goo blocks because I was almost out of cliff bars and I had them for free and I'm like, you know what, I'll give them a try because one package of them is, you know, 200 calories. So I figured, okay, I can do half at one point and half at another and I only need to eat three times today because only three hours and I only eat once an hour even though every now and then I'll grab little things here and there on the course like they had uh, at one of the fire stations there were pretzels so I stopped and I got pretzel you know I while I didn't stop I grabbed a handful of pretzels and I was popping pretzels. I actually aspirated a pretzel is very very uncomfortable but so I had a, a couple pretzels but for the most part it was just Gatorade water and um, and uh, um, those little blocks and one cliff bar that I had at the first stop. I did cliff bar and then I did two of the two sets of the blocks and and that was that and I got through. Um, I was pretty good on that. I didn't have any hydration problems when the last mile and a half, two miles, I got little tiny twinges, like the beginnings of cramps in my calf muscles, which is, you know, usually what happens to me around mile 18, mile 19, but stayed off until mile, I'd say, I'm going to say 24 and a half. 24 and a half, maybe almost to 25 is when it just started getting little shots here and there. And I was like, well, at this point, what does it matter? Um, at that point, I had my shirt off, though. Funny story. So we start off, and we're at mile maybe two or three, and I see my buddy up in front of us, and I kind of yelled out to him, but he didn't hear us. And then Deb's like, come on, we'll catch up to him. So we start sprinting a little bit to catch up to him. And we, we both, you know, <laughs> poke him in the side as we run past. And he was like, um, and... He made a joke because I was wearing a new singlet that Quinnipiac gave me because they wanted to be able to easily identify the people in the study. So they gave me a singlet and um, actually it's on the other side of the room. I'm not going to worry about it. And it was a little tight up top on the moves. And, uh, you know, I had band-aids on and I had body glide on. And I still started chafing. Around mile 16 or so is when I noticed. Um, same time that, you know, th that part of it's an out and back. And same time I, my, two of my buddies passed me, the ones that finished sub 330 passed me. And I happened to look down and I noticed two red spots on either side. So I figured, okay, I'll go a couple, uh, I'll go a couple uh, aid stations and see if they have Vaseline. Because usually there's a Vaseline and just smear some on and call it a day. Well, they didn't. So, after the turnaround, uh, I decided that since I knew that, you know, the, you know, the two aid stations I was about to pass weren't going to have them, and that's a couple more miles, and then, you know, maybe that next aid station's going to have them. I was like, forget it. So I just sat there. I actually had my bib pinned to my shirt, which sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. And I thought that I would be okay today, so I had my bib pinned to my shirt. I unpinned it, 
I had to slow down. I actually had to slow down to a walk for probably a minute or so and uh, pinned it on my my shorts because I wasn't going to pin it on my shorts while I was running because that is just a recipe for disaster. I don't have a Prince Albert and I don't want one. I know you're sitting there saying, Ooh, TMI. Well, tough. It's me. So I was walking and, you know, got it on. Once I, once I had the, the bib on, it was a simple matter taking off the singlet and I just held it the rest of the way. I was going to tuck it in my shorts or anything like that because I didn't want to disturb anything in my lower body because I was just running so well. So I got that. I actually made up the time that I lost doing that on that mile. Um, it probably hurt me right at the end. If I hadn't had to do that, I probably would have been in better shape to have a better kick at the end. Because my last mile was, it was on target. I didn't have one split above the targets on the band. Not one. But I was only one second below that last mile. I was at 9.33 when they were saying a 9.34. So it probably cost me a few seconds towards the end of the race um, just being tired. Because I did. I, you know, put a little bit of a kick on to try and catch up. Because I hadn't gone over any of those split times. So I didn't want to start. I didn't want to start any bad habits. I didn't want anything bad happening. So I just caught up and I did it. And then I... I, I, you know, continued on the way. And I was really, I was obviously, I was under a lot. And only in the last six miles or so, the last 10K maybe, I was pretty much on target with every mile. Um, I wasn't severely under. There were miles where I was, you know, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, 40 seconds under what they were saying a lot of the time. But um, in those last few miles, I was pretty much right there so can I go faster maybe maybe um, obviously pinned to the shorts um, you know that would probably save me some time and just might you know keep me a little focused and not play games with you know friends up in front of me you know uh, you know, if they're in front of me and I catch them, I'll catch them. If I'm not going to catch them, don't worry about it. Uh, it would probably save me uh, a few seconds and save me some legs for the end of the race. But uh, it was perfect conditions. It was sunny. There was quite a bit of shade on the course. Uh, it was cool at the start. It stayed cool throughout the race. Uh, it was dry. So many times, Hartford, there's rain, there's humidity, there's, but it was dry, it was nice, and uh, I really had a great time. I really did. Um, I, I'm very amazed with what I accomplished today, because that was a big goal for me. You've heard me say it. One of my goals for this year, you know, is a sub four-hour marathon, so I did that. Um, and, you know, I'm now a sub-four-hour marathoner. I, I did it. Um, I got a little emotional at the end of the race. Here I am, no shirt. Cross the finish. As I'm, as I'm coming down, because at the end of the race, it, the road is just packed with people and everybody's cheering. 
And as I came up over the second to last hill in, in Hartford, as you're coming down the last mile, you go up a little bit on the highway, come back down. Uh, it's really an exit ramp. You come back down into Columbus Circle in Hartford. And then after Columbus Circle, you got to climb back up to the finish line. And the finish line's actually, I mean, the finish line itself is flat, but right up to the finish line about, you know, maybe not even 100 yards uh, in front of the finish line, you're still going uphill. So uh, as I came down the exit ramp, I started realizing, okay, nothing's, there's nothing that's going to stop me from being sub four hours at this point. And I got a little choked up. And then as I came into Columbus Circle and so many people were cheering and there weren't a lot of other people around me. And I actually pulled a Ronaldo, which if you don't know Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo is one of the best football players in the world. You call it soccer, most of you that are watching this, but he's one of the best football players in the world. And a lot of times when he scores a goal, he does, you know, he tells everyone to be quiet. And, uh, you know, it's just like his thing, like, you know, don't, don't get too excited now. Uh, I've done this before sort of thing. You know, it's kind of a cocky sort of thing. But I really didn't want anybody cheering because I was, like, losing my shit. So like, I'm doing this as I'm going down. And uh, I crossed the finish line and I just, you know, had some tears. And the lady goes to put you know, the space blanket on me, and, <laughs> you know, everyone's like, are you okay, are you okay, because someone's crying at the end of some marathon, what do you think, they've hurt themselves really bad, and I'm like, no, I'm fine, and the lady that's put the space blanket on me, she's like, do you need a hug, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, so that was nice, and then the QU medical tent was right there, uh, so, you know, they, they had my medal, they had my water bottle and all that stuff so they just took me right in I you know did my blood peed in a cup they took my pulse my pulse was 144 at the finish <laughs> here I am like my resting heart rate is usually like low 50s high 40s and at the end of a marathon I'm 144 so it's pretty significant but uh so it was pretty cool and as i said finished up went in the tent did my thing hung out waited for my friends to cross um you know and then we went and, and we hung out we had a good time it is it's a very good time hartford they have like the whole park is packed with you know tents of advertisers and folks and stuff and then there's a beer garden and there's harpoon which like i like beer right i like you know crafty ish beers and and that stuff but after a marathon and like a lot of my friends get upset with me about this because a lot of my friends are very much into craft brewing and, and micro breweries and things like that and i get it but when I'm done with a marathon, I don't want something too, you know, crazy. And I think it's because I, I don't know if it happens to everyone. I know there are people that it happens to besides me, but everything, the taste gets amplified for me. 
So everything tastes really amazing. But the thing is, is that things that are very flavorful end up, you know, for like an hour or so afterwards. Things that are really flavorful end up kind of being way overpowering. So you end up with these microbrews and like, I'm just like, right? Like all I want is some like flavorless Miller Lite or something. Just give me some alcohol that doesn't have any flavor and I can just, you know, have a little bit to, you know, numb myself just slightly and be done with it. I don't need like, you know, Oktoberfest pumpkin spice beer or whatever. Like, I don't need that at the end of a race. Like, you know, I get it and that's what people generally want, but, you know, and that's fine to have that stuff, but just get something cheap and domestic that's just light and crisp and it's just, you know, it is what it is. I, I don't understand why they don't do that. Um, you know, I, I don't care what it is. Like, I just, you know, I don't need something that drastic at the end of a race. So that was one complaint. But um, other than that, you know, so when I got home finally and I showered, man, did that hurt. Um, and it was funny because uh, people were like, oh, you know, put body glide in before you get in the shower, do this, do that. And one of my friends looked at me and said, she said, you just ran sub four hours. You're tough enough. Just get in the shower. <laughs> and that's what I did. And... I got to tell you, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't comfortable either. I mean, I, it, I've had problems in training because I didn't put band-aids on or whatever. And I thought that I wasn't running long enough. And sure enough, I ended up, you know, tearing one up pretty good. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. Like I've had worse. I had a motorcycle accident when I was 14. I, I fell off the back of a friend's, uh, uh, bike they were they were not doing what they should have been doing and when they hit the gas I uh, I got dumped right off the back and uh, let me tell you, that was much more painful getting in the bathtub after that so uh, and I needed to get in the bathtub <laughs> sorry I had to adjust there my legs are as you can imagine not enjoying just sitting uh, for right now so like that, that was, that was, you know, it was uncomfortable. I'll admit that was uncomfortable. So up next, I don't have anything on the schedule until almost thanks, the weekend before Thanksgiving. So lots of training coming up. I'm going to have to do a long run in there. I haven't had to do just a long training run in months. Uh, probably not since like, I don't know, maybe... I, I don't think I've had to do one all year. I'm going to have to look through my my schedule and see. I, I don't think I've had to do anything all year for a long training run. So I'm going to have to do one because it's, what, five weeks in between now and I think it's November 20th. And that's going to be Philly. And then Roxbury ends my marathoning year. Um, and then hopefully I'll be able to get myself... Uh, 
over to Italy to do Rome in April. And um, that would be my f first intended marathon of 2016. And go from there and just see how I'm feeling and see what else is going on and see what's popping and, and locking and, you know, just go out and have fun. Ooh, there is one more thing that dawned on me on my way home and I had to check on it. Some of you may remember, and obviously I get a little political about things. It's okay. It's who I am. Um, some of you may remember in the 2012 presidential campaign, one particular candidate, uh, who is in the House of Representatives currently, who was a vice presidential candidate for a party that I generally, now I've voted for certain people in that party in my life, uh, but generally speaking, most of them I can't stand their politics. Um, and most of the time on a local level, I can at least say they're good people, okay? I can say, you know, okay, so-and-so is a good person on a local level, um, even to an extent on a state level. Um, although my, my, the last Republican governor got there because her predecessor, when she was lieutenant governor, did in fact have to go to jail for, um, well, basically it was an elaborate bribery scheme. He was giving out state contracts and the contractors were giving him gifts. Um, it was kind of all Shawshank Redemption-y. So, <laughs> it had nothing to do with prisons except that he ended up in a prison. So, um, but in general, and, well, there was that mayor of Waterbury who was trying to buy sex from a prostitute's 13-year-old niece that he knew. Um, so, okay, so some of them aren't very decent people, but most of the time I can say, oh, you know, this guy who's running for, for this office, he's a good guy. I'm not going to vote for him because I disagree with him, but he's a good guy. I can say that, right? But when it comes to the national ones, I can't really say that a lot because they don't seem to be very good. And this particular guy is running for vice president of the United States, Paul Ryan. And he said, oh, yeah, no, I, 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 did a, I did a marathon once. I was sub three something. I was sub three something. That's, that's what he said. He was not sub three anything. He wasn't even sub four. He was like 401.21 or something like that. I had forgotten the actual number. I had to look it up right before I started recording. Um, and now I'm forgetting again. I know it was 401 and I forget the seconds. Um... But on my way home, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, gee, did I go faster than him? Because I didn't remember if he was a little bit above four or if he was a little bit under four, but I knew he was right around the four-hour range. And uh, sure enough, I beat the hell out of him. Like almost eight minutes. Close to eight minutes. So I did have to tweet him. And I said, hey, I did something you've never done. And... You know, at least I have integrity. <laughs> it's actually the hashtags that I used were sub four PR and integrity. So, because I mean, that's just, I don't always remember all my numbers. 
but I know generally where my PRs are. I know generally where my numbers are. I don't make any allusion to being fast or being able to BQ or anything like that. I just generally know where I sit uh, speed-wise. I was completely shocked. I was setting a goal for four hours, but I was really in the back of my mind was thinking today, you know, 4.10, 4.15, I'll be more than happy. Because I had been feeling really good and I had been running really well, really fast. So I figured, you know what, I this is a very good course to PR on and I have a good feeling I can knock quite a, quite a bit of time off and I knocked a lot of time off. So I was very shocked by that. And at the same time though, like I know where I stand. I know, you know, in the running world, you know, that what I did was a big deal in general, but I mean, you know, I'm still, if I wanted to BQ, I would have had to knock over 43 minutes off of the time that I just did. Just to be considered, I have to be below 310 at my age. Just to be considered. That doesn't even actually get you in because they might end up adjusting and, and, and making the cutoff lower uh, depending on how many people they have. So, 43 minutes over the course of 26 miles is pretty close to 2 minutes a mile. Like what, what are you looking at? Like 140 something? 145 maybe a mile? Maybe between 145 and 2 minutes a mile. That's huge. That's a huge, well, yeah, 26.2, you'd have 17, so that's a little bit more than one and a half. So, yeah. So, um, you're looking at, like, a huge difference, right? If I went out that fast, I wouldn't survive till the end. Not right now, I don't know if maybe I can do it in the future, if I really start training hard and building my upper body and core. Um, you know, not building it, like, get ripped, but, you know, just building strength, particularly in my core. I am weak in my core. It's just a fact. Um, in my upper back. I slouch a lot. It causes problems with, uh, you know, when you're running, uh, if you have bad posture. Uh, and, and, you know, at the start of the race, I'm good. And towards the end of the race, I'm hunched over. Like, right now, I'm hunched over because this, this is pain all through, you know, the back of my neck and everything right now. So I'm doing my best, but my best isn't very good. Um, but, you know, I put in a lot of work to do what I just did today. And, like, I was always really, because I knew where I was, and I was always really upset when he said, oh, under three something, and it turns out that he wasn't. Um, and he said, oh, I, I, I misspoke, but, I mean, you weren't even under four something. So it's not like you were thinking four and said three. You weren't under anything. You were at 401. Um, you know, it's just, it really pissed me off. So I felt the need to say something. And I know he doesn't check the Twitter account. I know it's interns and, you know, his social media person that's going to, or the social media person that the caucus assigns to him, whatever. 
I don't know if they do personal or if they have, um, or if it's a pool sort of situation. I know in the state government, it's a pool. They like they have PR people that the caucuses will have X amount of PR people and they'll assign them to X amount of representatives and senators, at least in the state of Connecticut. So, because I know because I used to, you know, book interviews with all these people all the time. So that's how I did it. But I never really had to book with any of our Congress people through their offices because most of the Congress people, you know, U.S. Congress people that we have, I know. Um, or people would be contacting me because they wanted to come on and talk about something. So they're a little bit different um, than what, we, what I dealt with with the state legislature. Um, so, uh, but I, I mean, you just, you know, I had to say something because you just don't, you know, you know what you did. You always know what you did because it's a huge accomplishment. And if it's not that huge of an accomplishment for you, then why did you do it in the first place? Because then you're just kind of being a dick. So this is why I have problems. I mean, that's just a lack of integrity. It's a lack of you know, respect for the sport, respect for other runners. Oh, a sub three something. My ass. So, it's just, you know, as I said, I'm a sub four hour marathoner. That is that. No one can ever take that away from me. Um, the rest of my life I get to say that, no matter what happens. Um, I will never be able to say I'm a sub three hour marathoner. It'll never happen. Uh, even if I were to one day get fast enough to Boston qualify, I mean, taking an entire hour off of what I just did today, you know, that's two minutes plus per mile. So I was doing 8.58, so you're talking 6.58 per mile. That just... Or was I doing 8.55? Maybe I was doing 8.55, somebody else was doing 8.58. My mind is not 100% tonight because, you know, I guess you could call it some runner's high or whatever. I'm just, you know, all in the two glasses of wine I had with dinner probably didn't help me. But usually I can drink a lot more than that, but obviously I'm a little compromised this evening, so there's that. Um, you know... It's great though. So uh, I went through uh, yesterday. I did hang up some of my running stuff that I had. I got a couple plaques last year from my running club, uh, listing all the marathons that I ran. So I put those up on the wall. I got my college diploma up on the wall. Uh, a couple other things, and that's the other thing. So Quinnipiac gave me the singlet that says Quinnipiac on it. Great. But I didn't graduate from Quinnipiac. I'm running down the road and everyone's like, yeah, Quinnipiac, right? Because it's a pretty big university now near me. Uh, you might know they, they actually won the uh, NCAA hockey tournament a couple years ago. Uh, they have a very good hockey program. And, um, you know, well, high school hockey is a huge thing around here. And um, actually the best goalie in the NHL, Jonathan Quick, went to my high school. A few years after I did, but he went to my high school. So, um, 
you know, it's, it's a big deal. I mean, my high school is probably the best high school in the state. I'm not even just saying that. I actually hated my high school. But they are probably the best hockey, high school hockey team in the state, uh, you know, over the long haul. Currently, they're not the best, but overall, they've been, they've been a, a very good program. They continue to be a good program. Um, so hockey's a big deal. Uh, we don't do well with professional hockey. Ask the Hartford Whalers. Still upset about that. Screw you, Carolina. Um, but uh, for anyone that doesn't know, the Carolina Hurricanes used to be the Hartford Whalers. Uh, but we wouldn't build them a new arena because we're not idiots. We don't like to just spend millions and millions of dollars on arenas for teams that don't really seem to want to be here in the first place. So, um, you know, uh, but I do miss them, and I miss being able to watch relatively cheap NHL games uh, close to home. So, but that's all right, because, you know, we got, uh, we do have very good high school and now collegiate hockey programs in the state, and that's kind of cool. So, um, but, so I had this Quinnipiac singlet on. And I realized running a race, I've never seen any, and I've run races in New Jersey, I've run races in New York, and Connecticut, and Pennsylvania, and I've never once seen anyone in a Seton Hall singlet, or a Seton Hall shirt, or Seton Hall anything. And I understand Seton Hall isn't that big of a school, right? Or like a mid-sized school, you know. But like the New Jersey Marathon, I'm running this, and I must have seen a thousand Rutgers shirts lining the streets in the race, just Rutgers everywhere. And I understand Rutgers is a huge school, like, you know, population of a small town school, a large town. Um, it's a big school, but, you know, somebody had to be repping rep Seton Hall, and nobody was. And I get that we don't have the best alumni, you know, turnout because, well, like my story, they completely screwed me over. Like, they, they do a lot when you're out, like, finding you jobs and stuff like that. But, I mean, they really screwed me. To the tune of, like, $14,000 screwed me by not following any sort of protocol to make sure that the person they were talking to on the other end of the phone was somebody that could actually talk about my account. Um, so, yeah, I kind of got hosed, and I get it. Like, And on that end, I will always be mad at Seton Hall for it. The fact that I've never really done much with my degree, you know, I, a little bit of that kind of falls on them, too. I didn't have the best grades because I was having some difficulties. Um, and I'll always have difficulties in those particular ways. But, you know, they could have done a little bit more to help me out. Uh, clearly I was struggling, and they didn't really care much that I was struggling. They just kind of were, like, taking my money and letting me keep going. Um, they really never did anything to really help. And so, you know, there's certain things that I'll be mad at, but there's certain things that I love. You know, I have great friends from Seton Hall. 
absolutely some of the best people I've ever met in my life, I met there. Um, I had some great times. Um, I got to play rugby and was on the best college radio station in the country. Uh, you know, there were a lot of good things. So my thought is I think I'm going to contact the, uh, the track team. They actually have an excellent track team at Scene Hall. And I'm going to contract, contact the track team and say, listen, I never see anyone in a scene hall singlet when I'm at these events. I see people sporting Rutgers gear and, you know, all these other universities. Uh, saw a lot of UConn today. Uh, but I never see anything Seton Hall. And I won't wear it all the time, but I would like to wear a Seton Hall singlet in a race or a tech tee or whatever, depending on what time of year. So I'm going to see if they want to send me one, you know, little little alumni gift, you know, for being out there and doing stuff, you know, could do a little, little, little university pimping. Um, actually, uh, my niece uh, spoke to me when we went to the Red Bulls game, we were talking about what she wants to do for college. And she actually does want to apply to Seton Hall as a backup. I don't think her mother's going to be too pleased because I did struggle so much. But um, it's a good backup school and she gets a free uh, application because I can get her a free application. All I have to do is contact the alumni office and they will give me a free application. Um, so she won't have to pay a fee. And then if she were to get in, you know, and she needed it, she'd have it. So there is that. Um, and so we will see, we'll see what happens. But uh, other than that, I just, I really had a really great day today. I had a great time um, hanging out with my friends and crying on strange people's shoulders and everything that came with it. It was a really great race. It was a great day to be out there. Um, it was a great day in general. Uh, it really was. Uh, you know, I got there in plenty of time, got everything done that I needed to do, uh, hit tons of goals, uh, finished the New England double, they're calling it. If you run Vermont City and Burlington and then you run Hartford, they're calling it the New England double. You get a, a special medal. It's got all the New England states on it. It's got a little star at Burlington, Vermont. It's got a little star at uh, Hartford says, you know, 52.4 miles, and it's pretty cool. So, and it's funny because Vermont was, it was shaping up to be one of my best races, and then the wheels fell off at mile 20 or so. I started cramping up. I told you guys about that. It was brutal. It was painful. I crossed the line. I couldn't bend my legs. I was running like a stick you know, a guy with uh, sticks for legs, like Seamus on Family Guy. <laughs> it's literally, I was running like Seamus from Family Guy. Um, yard. And, um, you know, it, it was a tough, tough race for me. And then I turn around today and Hartford, I just, I blew it up. It was, you know, I mean, I PR'd by 34 minutes. What more needs to be said, right? So... I've actually done an entire show just about running. Even though there was some political stuff, it was still about running. Isn't that amazing? 
I did an entire show about running. So that is it for this week. I will be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. We got this special time this week because I, I did. I felt really good. I felt like something special was going to happen today. And sure enough, something really special did happen today. So I will be back next week. As I said, same bat time, same bat channel. So keep it tuned right here for all your running weirdness on the Gil Cam Run Show. Make sure to, you know, if you want to drop a line, drop a line on the website, on the book faces, on the tweeters. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, tell people you don't like. Uh, particularly if you find me annoying, then definitely tell people you don't like because.